Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com. Welcome to Member Maker, a podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of MemberSpace. Today, I'll be chatting with Karen Vick, founder of Jamaican Women of Florida, about building an online business through offline marketing, the importance of real-life connections to grow your audience, and her passion for mentoring young women to become future leaders. Hey, Karen. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Warren. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. So why don't you give everybody a little bit of background on what your organization does and uh, who you're helping? Okay. My organization is uh, the Jamaican Woman of Florida, or JWOF for short. We've been around since 2013, and our primary objective is to build community with Jamaican women living in the state of Florida and developing community around that. You know, we're all coming from a different culture, you know, different parts of the country. We've left Jamaica and ended up here in Florida. And at times it feels like, you know, you're you're alone in doing life. You know, you miss out on some of your culture. And that's one of the reasons why we actually form this group. It was also to develop a platform for mentoring the younger generation of Jamaican women living in Florida. They could be teenage girls or even millennials, you know, just younger young ladies living in the state of Florida. And we do that through a number of activities throughout the year. Cool. So what kind of activities, like when someone's a member of this community, right, what do they get? What's part of it? We host several events throughout the year and our primary event is our annual Women's Empowerment Conference. It's usually held in March of each year. It started out as a luncheon the first two years, and then it grew into a conference where we have a forum or forums of panel discussions around mentoring and just being women and growing and we host a, a huge luncheon with several guests. A lot of them are from, you know, distinguished guests from the island itself and from the community, whether they be attorneys or politicians or teachers, it doesn't matter. We bring a, a wide variety of people into our conference. We also host an annual health and wellness forum every year, and we choose topics that not just affect women, but also the community at large. And this year, we're actually venturing into a uh, somewhat of a controversial topic. We're talking about cannabis. We're going to be talking about the benefits of it, the, the health benefits. We're also going to be talking about building a business around this um, plant that has somewhat built a reputation for Jamaica. Jamaica has a, a, a reputation for cannabis or weed, as they call it. So we're going to have some experts in the field of business, the legal aspect of it as well. We'll have an attorney on the panel 
and a doctor on the panel. So we're going to talk about a number of topics surrounding cannabis. And we also host a cultural event later in the year, typically it's around November or so, where we bring families together and we enjoy food from the island. We play games. We just, there's a lot of dancing and just music and celebration of the culture. And in addition to those things throughout the year, we also do volunteering events. So for instance, this weekend, we're volunteering with another organization in the community for a back to school drive where we help with the distribution of backpacks for children going back to school, uh, shoes and all the you know tools that they need to get started in the year. Right. So does it cost anything to become a member of this community? Yes. We have two levels of membership. When it started, we wanted to ensure that Jamaican women who are not first generation Jamaican, meaning they didn't they weren't born there, but they're descendants of Jamaica to be a part of the group. So we had two membership levels. The first one is for full membership, which allows you to be a voting member and it's a hundred dollars per year. And the second level is for a, a woman or a young lady who is of Jamaican descent. And that's $50 per year. And that's a non-voting membership level. Gotcha. Nice and simple. I like that. And it seems like it's a price that's reasonable too. Exactly. We wanted it to be set so that it would attract as many people as possible and not cause any friction for anybody who would want to join the, the join the organization. And now we actually at times may consider bringing someone on at the lower level at the associate level as a trial membership, if they, if they will, if they want to see what we're about, learn what we're about, and then upgrade in the following year, we will do that as well. Right. So what have you done to kind of build up this audience and this community? Like when you were first trying to get this going? When we started, we started with friends of friends. It was uh, 14 women who came together in um, 2012 and decided that this is something that we wanted to do. And the idea was to first reach the people that we knew, bring them in. And now what we do is offline events, our offline activities, the the events that we show up at, because we host events, but we also participate in other local events surrounding the Jamaican and Caribbean community. So for instance, Jamaica's independence is next week, and there are several events in the area celebrating Jamaica, and we will be present. There will be someone there or persons there from the organization representing us. We we are known for our our J Wolf shirts. You know, people can spot us, you know, in the crowd because of our, our logo and people will stop and ask, you know, it engages a conversation and sometimes we'll have tables at these events, spots where we can actually open up and discuss what we do. We can share with them some of the things that we do in the community. That's great. I think you're the first guest I've had who's mentioned that t-shirts actually help them in a significant way. Yeah, yeah, it stops people, you know, they our logo, I think is probably the piece that stops them, you know, because it's, it's different, you know, 
Right. So what have you tried when it comes to, you know, building or expanding this community? What, what have you tried that hasn't really worked so well? Well, because our organization started with, I'm going to say an older audience and my fellow members and fellow, <laughs> fellow uh, founding members are probably going to chastise me for this because I happen to be one of the younger ones in that original group and the tech geek in the group. But we had several members, or and we still do, who aren't very versed on technology and at times are probably a little afraid of it. So when we attempted to do a lot of marketing and outreach online, those attempts don't necessarily or didn't in the past go very far. Now that we've built an audience, it actually helps to support our offline activities. So the things that we promote are events and events that we're going to be a part of online supports that. But initially, just trying to do more and more of our marketing through social media and email marketing didn't didn't go over very well for us. So we've found that it's a good balance between the offline activities and social media and specifically Facebook. Yeah, I think that's a good point, especially for people out there who are trying to get something going from the beginning, especially if it's like a not-for-profit or more of a, an organization like yours and less of like a business business, is that, yeah, just because other people use social media to build it up doesn't mean that's the right fit for you and for your audience. In your case, it sounds like, you know, real-life connection, shirts, going to events, getting out there in the community, that's how you, how you built your audience, not by just, you know, posting a bunch on Facebook. So that, that's interesting. And I should also say one other thing that we do, the Caribbean community, they listen to a lot of radio. So what we have done over the years is we've formed partnerships with AM and FM radio hosts who actually have radio shows that garner a lot of our audience, you know, people working and they're playing the radio in the background, that kind of thing. And they're hearing us. We actually have been able to to reach more people through this as well by just talking about what we do, talking about the events that we host. And most often when we have meetings, we actually open it up to the community. We, we have general meetings where we invite people to come in because we want them to learn more about what we do and what we, you know, for the community and amongst ourselves. And so we get even men joining us sometimes who want to talk to their daughters about us and um, they support us in, in what we do as well. That's wonderful. So next question for you is a little bit of a more deep one. So you know, what would you say is the number one most effective, that's called a membership strategy that, that listeners can learn from you? I think we shouldn't try to focus, you know, put all our eggs in the online space. We should also remember that that human one-on-one touch, and like I talked about before, is very effective. And also letting the world know what we're doing has been key. For instance, one of the things I didn't mention before that we do, we actually adopted a girl's home for orphans and abandoned girls in Montego Bay, in Jamaica. And we do an annual trip there every year where a group of us, they call us aunties, 
and uh, we will go down with gifts for them, supplies for school, and we actually also communicate with them throughout the year. So at any point in time, they can call us or we call them. The letters are written between each other, and there's this connection, this bond that's created. And so each year when we do this trip to Jamaica, we make a big deal about it. We share it on our website. We talk about it in our newsletter that goes out to our our mailing list. And we talk about it in press releases. That's another big part of what we do, press releases for the events that we host. We also do a scholarship every year. And so far to date, we've, we've given away 14 scholarships totaling approximately $60,000. And it's a four-year scholarship. So the girls will get a stipend every year that goes towards their undergraduate degree. And uh, they have to apply you know, for the scholarship and all this. So doing things that bring your audience or the people that you want to support and the audience that you want to reach in your activities, we believe is very important. Very important indeed. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, like when you were first starting out, right before you had much of an audience, before you had an online following, before you had a big email list, what did you do to try to get the word out? We just encourage our members. We started with the 14 people, and the idea was that each of us should be able to bring at least five people in. And then we asked those five people to come on board with us and just hear and learn about the organization. So it started out with us just encouraging each other to spread the word. And we did. We started off with little marketing material that we developed, brochures. We had a presence. It may not have been very big in the beginning at events, local events, where we showed up in our shirts. That was a big thing too, having our shirts. And we were able to then talk to people about who we are and what we do. But the key in the beginning was each of the 14 women who started the organization actually reaching out to their networks. And then that's that's how we grew. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's very practical advice that anyone can follow, right? Like if you're trying to build a community and you built something, you know, of value that people in the even if it's a small group, like 14 people, if, if those people feel like, okay, this is useful, I, I like this, I want to keep doing this, they know other people who would want to be in that community. So that that's a natural way to do, you know, I don't want to call it sales, but it, you know, in a sense it's that, you know, you're it's expanding the network. And then after you expand the network, the people that just joined, they know people, right? So they know five more people and then they know five. So this can grow exponentially or at least pretty quickly in the beginning to get to a critical mass like you have now. Exactly. And also we were ambitious in our first year in hosting a luncheon. We hosted it at a huge convention hall here in Fort Lauderdale. And what it allowed us to do was to tap into our networks of influential people in the community. Several of us, you know, have the ability to reach those audiences and doing the radio, radio interviews, those kinds of things. We actually then was able to to make that event a success. The first event, I believe that we had over 200 people in, in attendance. And we also, one of the things that we're known for at our conferences and our luncheons is the J-Wolf Mall. So we would get vendors, local vendors, and also vendors from Jamaica who create crafts, different types of crafts and 
things that women would love. And we actually have them there at all of our events. And it's a big draw. People look for that. They look forward to coming to our events and seeing these people, whether it be artwork or clothing or jewelry or even plants, even even flowers, to tell you the truth, we actually have at, at, the, at the event. And it helped in terms of setting a tone or a brand, if you will, around who we were, you know, so, so people look forward to seeing that at our events. Great. So just kind of in closing here, what are some resources that, that maybe you could recommend to listeners? You know, hopefully they're, they're kind of more in terms of how to build a community or how to build a membership up would be ideal, you know, blogs, podcasts, maybe that you listen to books you've read courses you've taken, anything like that, that you'd maybe recommend to listeners. I may be a little biased in this because my background is web design and marketing. So I had a personal client list and I still do actually a small one. However, what I would often share with people are resources like Social Media Examiner for learning how to navigate social media marketing. It's a great resource. They have a ton of information on their website. They have podcasts, weekly podcasts. They also have a weekly webinar on uh, Crowdcast that goes live at noon every Friday. That's a huge resource for me. Also, just working with the community itself and seeing what other people are doing. I think that's a, that's a huge deal. Books I've read from Gary V to Michael Hyatt, I love using Michael Hyatt as a resource because he is a great example of how to build a community. You can see that in his, you know, from his podcast to books to his social media. Who else? Todd Henry is another one with Accidental Creative that I listened to quite a bit over the years. And, um, you know, I really think that they're great resources for anybody wanting to build an audience or actually just learn the ins and outs of, you know, basics of the basics of marketing. Great. And we'll link to all that in the show notes. I mean, yeah. How do people, if they want to learn more about you or, or about your organization, what's the best place for them to visit? Uh, the best place for them to visit is our website. It's uh, jamaicanwomenofflorida.com. It's jamaicanwomenofflorida.com. You can also search for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, we're all over the the social media world. You can find us. That's great. Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for spending time with me, Karen. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com.